Pick Up WNBA podcast. I'm your host, Catherine Iker. And I'm your other host, Freddie Rivas. What's up? And this is episode 35. It is episode and 35. 35 years old. We're getting we're getting close to our ages. It's creeping up to our real age. <laughs> uh, I'm broadcasting from LA today, sunny, sunny Los Angeles. Uh, people have told me the weather in Toronto is so miserable. I shouldn't even bother going back. Mm-hmm. Um, that sounds like an LA thing. Yeah. People have mentioned that people are like, don't come back. And I'm like, wow, everyone hates me, but really they're just referring to the weather. Yeah. The main, I don't know if, I, if that's people from Toronto, that's like a self-loathing thing. If that's people from LA that my, my main LA experience is, is other people from LA trying to convince you that it's the best place on earth and you should move there. Yeah, that happens. Yeah, that happens. I've noticed that like when people first move to LA, like their first like year or two, they're like, Oh my God. Yeah. It's the best. You should move here. And now that some of them are like in year four or five, they're like, yeah, it's kind of hard here. You know? <laughs> it's like, oh, man. Yeah. There, there's some things that are rough. Oh, I thought you were going to keep going. No, no, I was just saying, I, I was pretending I was that person. Oh, <laughs> but in, you know, back to WNBA stuff, uh, lots of exciting things this week. We're going to start off with some big news, or at least mm-hmm. it was big news to me, is that Candace Parker is returning. Thank God. I don't think I could have handled another retirement. Yeah, this was something that I feel like we speculated on just because uh, it was not certain. And we've we've talked about it before. It's something that we really hoped would happen. You know, Diana Taurasi as well. Uh, we've talked about uh, Sylvia Fowles and Sue Bird and, and kind of the luxury of watching the ends of their careers. Um, and it's awesome. Yeah, it's exciting. I mean... I think Candace, even more so than Tarasi, is uh, is absolutely not finished from a, from a skill uh, like a you know from a skill standpoint. Um, Diana Tarasi is still amazing as well, but yeah, Candace is. She made the All Star team last year. Yeah, I mean it's interesting because in this Bleacher Report article, I mean she talks about she was on a podcast where she talked about coming back and the Bleacher Report article is basically reporting on what she said in the podcast. And essentially, you know, she was like, yeah, you know, we'll see how my body feels in January and February. Mm -hmm. But for now, like I plan to play and I plan to come back. So maybe she's dealing with stuff we don't totally know about or doesn't necessarily show up on the court because she's such a Mm -hmm. skilled player that her game um, goes, dare I say, well with aging. But you know yeah. what I mean? Like aging yeah, as an athlete, definitely. like she's been able to evolve her game as a as a passer and still being like a really great leader on her team. And so, yeah, I mean, you know, we don't know to what degree she may or may not slow down, but it sounds like it's definitely a concern of hers. I also think too, like she could just be like playing it safe managing people's expectations doesn't necessarily mean she's legit slowing down 
but I agree. I haven't seen her slow down to the point where I would expect a retirement. So I am glad to see her back. Yeah. And, you know, to your point, I, I think it's a, a good one about passers and I I'd throw shooters in there as well, you know, age really well uh, in, in basketball because it's, of course, it, those are, are a form of athleticism, but it's not necessarily running and jumping and, and effort. Um, and it's something that you can, you can outthink other people and use those skills to kind of um, stay fresh. And, uh, you know, I'll also throw in Candace, uh, born same year as me, uh, 1986. She's 36 years old. Actually, mm. birthday as my brother, Miguel, April 19th. Yeah, uh, but she, you know, that's like you're 36. You're playing at this level. Um, you've been through a lot, and I think every year is probably, you know, you have to really contemplate like how much do you have left? How much is it worth, sort of, uh, hurting your body? Um, I'll put my, I'll put a little uh coin in the nba bucket but we are raptors fans uh, a raptors legend is alvin williams who's now uh he, he does uh color for uh, on the broadcast raptors broadcast and he was um there's this kind of weird moment where he was uh talking about his knee and rubbing his knee and how much his knee hurts and kind of like pops out of place when he's walking and how he needs a knee replacement oh um, and yeah. that's a, that's a thing for basketball, hips, knees, ankles. So um, again, to your point, we have no idea what physical uh, or emotional ailments she's going through. And um, she also even said like, she'll see how she feels in January, February, right? It's a, it's a long off season. That's a, that's a, a huge amount of the calendar year where you have to stay in shape and stay ready for the WNBA season. But as fans, uh, and I think, you know, I can speak for you here a little bit We're we're excited. We, you know, it's a blessing to have her come back and she's an amazing player. And um, yeah, I, I'm sure the sky are happy about it. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, looking at the sky, I don't see why they wouldn't run it back for one more year. I yeah. feel like they were pretty close and I still really like that team. I mean, I don't know if it's enough to beat this current iteration of the aces mm -hmm. I mean, that's the real big question but as a as a cohesive unit like i still like the sky and i still think they have another shot at it yeah and you know you 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 play to win and i think unless you are um and we'll talk about them later unless you are the fever um or i don't know the 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 dream or whatever you're, you're still, uh, you're still trying to win. And yes, the aces are this kind of like the, you know, they're the heavy favorite, I would say, but anything can happen. Um, you never know what, what the deal is with internal development. And, um, you know, you're just cause the aces are the, are the team. You, you don't play scared. Like you, you should go for it. You should expect to win. And, um, I, Chicago sky have a very good team. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, let's move on and revisit our coaching carousel. So we That's talked good. about the new coaches that have um, that have appeared in, on various teams, the Connecticut Sun, the Dallas Wings, the Indiana Fever, and the LA Sparks. Oh, and the Washington Mystics all have new coaches. 
So, Freddie, the question is, which team has the most pressure? Yeah, so I thought uh, this would be a fun one because I think there's a lot of creative answers here. Um, and uh, I am going to go with the Sparks. Um, but uh, I also just want to say that uh, I think there is a lot of pressure when you're taking over for your father. And Eric Tebow is taking over for Mike Tebow for the Mystics. So that's, uh, you know, that's just some family pressure. But uh, yeah, Kurt Miller uh, is, is obviously a very, very accomplished coach uh, in the W. Um, and, and I think going from the, from the sun to the sparks is, is interesting because the, the, yeah, I felt like the sun were right there again. You know, the aces are um, just the favorite, but uh, you know, the sun were great. Um, there's a lot of good things going on that, you know, since we've been doing this podcast, they dominated the regular season in the first year and then they made the finals uh, in, in the second year. So I think, uh, I, it's confusing to me why you would want to take on this challenge of a rebuild, but I, again, I, you know, I'm sure it's money. I'm sure it's opportunity. I'm sure it's, you know, uh, the bright lights of LA and, um, the microscope, uh, is going to be on, uh, Kurt. So it's a high pressure situation. So yeah, I'm going with the sparks. Yeah, I agree. I think it's the sparks. Like I think you know, the Sparks had certainly playoff aspirations, if not really championship aspirations before the season started. And look at where they ended up. Like, all these people left or literally quit on them. I don't think they could have done anything to help that as far mm -hmm. as, like, Liz Cambage is concerned. But I think there's a lot of pressure on this team with the Agumake sisters and you know, their supporting cast to build a winner. Yeah. And I think they recruited Kurt Miller because they felt he was the guy to do it. And, you know, I'm curious to see if they have any free agency plans up their sleeve. Yeah. What are they going to do to boost this roster to get back to that point? I don't know who they might be looking at. Um, but yeah, really curious to see what the sparks are going to do. And I think it is on Kurt Miller because, you know, if the sparks continue to flounder and the suns are able to level up somehow this year, that's going to be a bad look on Kurt. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Big time. Um, I'll also uh, add, it's an interesting wrinkle that, uh, Kurt was the GM and the coach for the sun and is just the coach for the sparks. Mm. So I'm not sure if that puts him in a pressure or, or like, a is more or less pressure. Um, but perhaps he can focus more on the, on the job of coaching, but, uh, yeah, he, you know, doesn't have control of free agency. Right. So that that's, that's interesting. And, um, yeah, you know, LA has big expectations. It's a, a very storied franchise. So, um, like you said, uh, I think the er, er, early season, you know, it's there's, there's going to be pressure immediately. And, uh, you know, we saw with Becky, there there was pressure right away. And, she, you know, she answered it immediately. So that kind of died down a little bit. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, he's not he's not 
popping into a team that uh you know like Minnesota like Indiana doesn't get as much coverage you know like the the people are are all over the sparks so you know he's gonna have to have success pretty quickly mm-hmm. I uh I always find it a bit of a conflict of interest when a coach is a GM yeah I hate it and I don't think we should do it 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 has not led to a championship anywhere that I've seen in my lifetime watching sports. So not my favorite, but um, yeah, you know, I think it's a good move to just be a coach. I think it means it's less pressure to be real, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, very curious to see. I think out of all these teams, he has the most pressure for sure. Yeah, I think so. You know, yeah. <clears throat> um, the other, like, I guess like, I guess like outside candidate, I would say, but I don't know if it's, it's actually pressure. It's just, um, you know, I think the team's just really good is, uh, is Stephanie white taking over for uh, his job uh, at the sun. I think, you know, I'm sure she'll be given more time. So in that sense, it's, it's not a lot of pressure, but the players on that team expect to be, you know, a top three team at the very worst. They were just in the finals. And I think they anticipate to, you know, anticipate that they'll be back. John Quote Jones was an MVP, uh, you know, the year before last. So that the players definitely have big expectations there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. I do imagine that team will continue to win. I'd be quite shocked if they didn't. Like, that would be really, really surprising. So I don't consider it so much a huge pressure thing, but you're not wrong. Yeah, that's just me kind of throwing in a, a little little extra extra a little extra sauce. A little extra sauce there. Cause I think you know, we both agree it is uh Kurt and Sparks. Yeah. Um, cool. Um so uh small Brittany Griner update, but not really an update to be honest. Yeah, it's kind of like a non-update, but yeah. Um it's literally what we were talking about before about Russia not um, negotiating in good faith and basically the only update really is that on the Russian side of things they've claimed that they have been negotiating but the USI disagrees with that that those reports are false and that the Russian Federation is not negotiating in good faith at least according to the US government that's all yeah, you know, uh, I have nothing really to add here. The only quote I think that kind of sparked this, like, I guess, like a little bit of optimism is um, uh, I, I, I'm i going to have trouble pronouncing his name. Um, but let's say, yeah, R- R- Rabkov. Um, uh, he said, we haven't found common ground yet, but undoubtedly Victor Bout is among those being discussed. And obviously we are hoping for a positive result. Uh Rabkov reportedly said the Americans are showing certain activity and we are working on this through appropriate channels. So it, you know, in, in the same way that so many things here are, are kind of like news and not news. I think this falls into that category because for those like us that have been following closely, this is Russian, the Russian government acknowledging that they are interested, interested in Victor Bout. Um, at least mentioning his name uh, in this case. So, yeah, but whether they're actually interested or not is like, we don't know. 
Exactly. Yeah. It's 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 because like you can't trust you can't, what it's say. Right. Um, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. No, no, I, I think I think that's the main point is that it's sort of like it's kind of like this weird constant obfuscation with with Russia, where it's like they're you know even if they say something, you're you're kind of like I don't understand if that's to be taken seriously or not. Um, but yeah, for those of us that have been following along closely, Victor Bout is the name that's been floated around for a long time. Um, by American media. So this is this is the first time that we've heard it from non-American media. Yeah, but the this um now I'm trying to find it. This article that you sent me. <laughs> is, this the, is this the ESPN one? Yeah. Um like the video that they have is so different from the article. Maybe none of that matters. It's just weird. It's like everything you read, it's like something can have a positive tone to it or a negative tone to it, but nothing, right. nothing's happened. Nothing's moved. Yeah. Um, not that I want to be pessimistic or optimistic or whatever, but I, I just don't know if like, I don't know. I feel like to say that there's optimism might be misleading. Yeah. And it's important to kind of like for us anyways, to, um acknowledge when there's a concrete movement you know and i guess in that sense the the most concrete movement is that uh britney's been moved 200 miles away from moscow to a penal colony um so yeah which happened uh, like a while ago yeah exactly so that's really probably the last piece of of you know non-hearsay reporting right right um free britney griner as always free britney uh, griner Moving on, uh, the Fever have the number one pick in the draft. We had the draft lottery uh, since our last episode. Thank God the Fever needed. Yes, desperately. They haven't had a number one pick in quite some time, apparently, even though they've been in the lottery a lot. So this seems like it's a long time coming good for them i still want to call them the indiana gold like we did a few episodes ago and so Listen, if they want to take that name we're fine yeah we're fine with that nobody wants a fever but everyone wants gold right i mean yeah yeah i think that's very correct and i would not correct you <laughs> uh so yeah shout out to them we're very happy for the indiana fever uh, obviously no idea who's going to be number one. The, the actual draft itself doesn't happen until the spring and there's going to be a whole season of NCAA basketball happening. So we'll have a better idea closer to the time where we can speculate who might go where, but for now, I just want to say congratulations to the Indiana fever for getting the number one pick. Yeah. And, and I just wanted to jump in here um, because I was curious and so the fever, I've actually never had the uh, first overall pick. In, oh, that's in a, right. Their entire history, they've never had the, uh, the the first overall pick. I think they've had a lot of high draft picks. Um, one thing I found interesting about this article was that, you know, they've had recent, you know, fairly recent high draft picks that are already not in the W. So that's not a great sign. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously, they have Queen Egbo, who they drafted second overall 
last year and they drafted fourth overall as well. Um, so they're getting the picks. Uh, there's an interesting quote in there too from Sue Bird saying that, um, you know, she can't really think of a team that has won um, the, the WNBA finals without uh, having a first overall pick on their team, not necessarily one they drafted. Uh, so that's a, you know, I think that, you know, coming from someone like Sue, that is, you know, I think carries some weight because, yeah, you you know you need that uh, that like high end level of talent to compete. Um, so uh, you know, we'll, let's see if they take Aaliyah Boston. Let's see if it changes uh, by that time. Um, but you know, they are going to be pairing someone uh, really really talented uh, with Egbo. So I think yeah, you know, uh, uh, maybe on our last subject, not reason for optimism yet. But if you're a Fever fan. Uh, you know, I watched them, them, the, a bunch of people, uh, a bunch of fever fans celebrating in the bar. And if I was a, you know, a fever fan rooting for the fever, this is, uh, it's, it's a good thing. You know, do you expect to compete next year? Maybe not, but you are, you know, amassing some skill for sure. No, I think it's huge. I mean, and I don't know how deep this draft is going to be or anything like that, but it's definitely um reason for optimism as an indiana fever fan like of course it is this is your first ever number one pick and again just putting a coin in the nba bucket the raptors number one pick was sadly andrea bargnani yep that's our only got one back in 2006 so hopefully it is that Hopefully it's a better, hopefully it's more of a Giannis situation or something like that, but shout out to them. No, I think it's great. Uh, Looking forward to seeing who they get once the, when the draft happens. Definitely. And yeah, just looking through some Indiana fever basketball reference stuff. um, They have, uh, they've not had a good team, um, you know, really. Uh, since uh, their last team that was 500 was 2016. Um, uh, they have won a championship in their history. Long history, though, 24 years. Um, uh, or, or, yeah. yeah, I think and the problem is is that their talent doesn't stay. Seems like it, yeah. Seems like they don't have a, a long history of that. Um, but um, let's let's see how they do. Last year, 5-31. and 31. Uh, was their worst record in franchise history. Uh, so they had a they had a six and twenty eight year in two thousand eighteen. Um, but yeah, five and thirty one. You know, it's got to be better than that. It's got to be better than that. I agree. Um, Freddie, it's time for your fun question. Okay, FFQ coming up. Freddie's fun question. Here we go. Um, <laughs> this starts from watching uh, the Fever win um the first overall pick they had a 44 percent chance i believe um it is one of the most boring things i've ever seen in my life uh it's, it's hard uh, to watch it's, it's, it's brutal really only a five and a half minute video and it is hard to watch it is so boring freddie before we get to your fun question i just feel like we need to talk a bit more about how yeah awful this draft lottery is it's like there's three people the, all in suits this one guy on the corner looks like he's like afraid for his life or something <laughs> yeah it's a lot i know insurance people aren't known for like their camera presence but wow i feel like we could have found some better people here 
and it's just the one camera angle the whole time. I actually was confused as to how it even worked. You know what I mean? Like the way they put the ping pongs in and then like several popped up at different random numbers. Mm -hmm. Then the number one popped up and then someone said Indiana fever. And I was like, I don't even know what's happening. Yeah. It's not particularly clear, which is sort of where, where my, my fun question comes from because I, it, you know, you, but yeah, this video is powerfully boring. Um, I want and, everyone to watch it just so they can share in our page. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, you know, it's yeah, everyone's afraid to be on camera. YouTube and put full drawing WNBA draft lottery 2023. If you just type WNBA draft lottery 2023, it'll pop up. It's on the official WNBA channel. It's again five and a half minutes long, and it is brutal. It sure is. Um, it uh, yeah. Um, the ping pong ball machine is is not very exciting. There's something that the guy is touching where it's like, you know, I think a certain amount of ping pong balls are put in based on your chances. And um, then he hits a thing and it stops and one will pop up and he'll be like, number 10, uh, you know, Minnesota Lynx or whatever. And yeah, um, overall, first thing I thought watching that is how do you spice this up? You know, what what can we do to make this a little bit more entertaining uh, I get that, you know, it's an odds based thing, but um, what can we do here to make this? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like not uh, watching paint uh, dry. Yeah. Well, I mean, literally the comments, everyone was like, this is literally like watching paint dry. Yeah. So honestly, doing almost anything will spice this up. I but, agree. But Freddie, what is your idea? Okay, so um, this is loose on the odds portion because I don't really know how you'd factor that in. But let's just say, you know, I got a, a math person on my side. They'll figure that part out. Um, I want to see half-court shots. So the, the the teams that are, you know, in the mix, they get, well, I guess, a certain amount of half-court shots. Um, and... Uh, you know, what if you hit if you hit the half court shot first or whatever, your team gets it. Um, so that's yeah. I, I want yeah. I, I went straight to basketball. I was like, basketball is exciting. Give me some on court well, action. The, the odds could be, you know, that's how many players from your team get to try. Yeah. So, so like, if the Indiana Fever have the most odds, they get like four or five players shooting half exactly. court shots. There where you like you're the maybe, math person. Maybe the ace, or I don't know how it works, but then another team just has like one player. Yeah. But maybe that one player is really good. Yeah, I know. I was thinking that as well. Or if you want to get really silly, if, if, if you, if the, uh, yeah, the Indiana Fever has like 44% uh, odds or whatever, 44 people from their franchise get to shoot. So it's like all the players plus staff, um, you know, maybe you have some coaches. Uh, some fans like they got to round up 44 people to take half court shots. Um, I love it. I love it's a very silly idea, but it's so fun. It's so entertaining. I my only idea was that like, um, like you'd have different players representing the teams and we would see them there. But then maybe they would have like a like a walk on song like baseball. 
you know, oh, like that's that good. Kind of thing just to like celebrate a bit when like you do get your pick, right? Because like, you know, usually it's like the the NBA one. It's like they they go they start at the end and then they work their way up to number one. Mm-hmm. Well, this one started off with the number one pick and went down. So I think like it should be ascending, not descending. And then each team should have like a little song that goes with their pick. And then you have like a player, not anyone else. We just want to see the players. Okay. Yeah. Just a player representing their team and having like a nice little dance with their song. I'm very into that. Baseball does like, you know, everyone gets their own entrance song. Um, so I'm, I'm very into the entrance song. I think like anytime things can be more like wrestling is good. <laughs> we could have entrance music with your idea. If we want to combine, Definitely. we can just add entrance music to the half court shots. There's honestly a lot. Uh, there's, there's many forums that could use entrance music. We could have ping pong balls to determine which player takes a shot. <laughs> I mean, I'd rather watch them play ping pong. You <laughs> know what I mean? Like I like anything other than what's happening. Yeah, literally anything else other than what's happening. Pickleball, um, you know what I mean? Something <laughs> something. It's a whole other tournament. Yeah. Um well, well, Freddie, what a time we've had here. What a time. <laughs> deep deep into the off season keeping it going uh thank you all for tuning in we appreciate it so much uh if you haven't yet you can follow us at pickup wmba pod uh on all our social media channels shout out to dan gallia for helping us with our social media uh content and uh free britney griner as always and uh, Freddie, do you have anything, any parting words for our 35th episode? Yeah, uh, shout out to you from, for, making this, uh, for making this work from L.A. Oh, um, thank you. That's, that's some serious dedication. And uh, yeah, um, you know, having fun as always. And um, yeah, deep in the WNBA offseason. And, uh, you know, um, we'll, we'll, we'll see what's next. Thank you so much for everyone who's been listening. I'll also say thank you to uh, Mariana and Michael from Sonar. Yeah. Um, and yeah, uh, you know, really appreciate the feedback, the love. Uh, and let's let's keep this trend going. Awesome. Okay. Until next time. Bye. See you everybody. Bye.